everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. I have a repeat guest on today and I think it's just perfect timing um, to have Di Manuel back on the show. So he was one of our earliest guests. I'll have to make sure we link up to his original episode. Um, I think he was in like the first 25 episodes of this podcast back when we were still called Fitfluential Radio. And on that show, we interviewed him really about his initial weight loss story. He was an obese teenager. Um, and if you, you know, if you look him up now, you would never think he had that kind of a, a story growing up. He's a very fit guy. Um, but what we're talking about in today's episode, I think, is so perfect. Uh, our next two shows, actually, I've got Di Manuel and then Julie Reisler um, coming up after that. And these are just two people who, considering we're in the midst of this crazy coronavirus time and we're all quarantined, we all should be at least, um, it's... I think important for us to start looking at ways that we can reframe how we see things. Um, if you're not doing that already, you know, if you're not already on a path of introspection, if you're not somebody who invests in a lot of personal development, now is really an opportune time, a most opportune time for us to be doing that. And and these are two individuals, Di and Julie. Um, who don't even know each other. Incidentally, I'm just putting their episodes, you know, I interviewed them on the same day. um, And I'm actually making sure that I put their episodes live one day right after the next because both of their messages, I think are going to resonate with you and be just what you need to hear. Um, Because what both of these individuals touched on and Di certainly touched on this in his um, interview is, you know, the ability to reframe everything and look at everything that happens in your life as, okay, like, how do we first move into the phase of acceptance? Because that's important. You've got to accept what you can't change. But then number two, like, what's the opportunity here? Uh, you know, you know, and, and these this could be something as simple as there's a great quote 
that I saw somewhere on Instagram. And it said, we're not stuck at home, we're safe at home. It's little things like that. You know, like when people go, oh, I have to work out. It's not, I have to work out. I get to work out, you know? So many of us, we don't even realize, and I certainly think this coronavirus situation has made us realize how much we take for granted globally. I mean, everybody, no matter what country you're in, we take so much for granted. We are so blessed beyond measure. And that's the be- just one of the beautiful things that I think is coming out of this crazy pandemic. And who would have ever thought we'd be saying there's great things coming out of this pandemic situation, but there are. Um, and Di Manuel, the reason, one of the reasons I wanted him back on the show, and we'll certainly have him back on the show again, is he's just to take a play on, on his name. He's, he's a very dynamic individual. He's somebody that I still remember finding him online when Fitfluential was in its early phases and going, oh my gosh, he's, he's such an, I don't know how to say this other than to say he was like such a bright personality, you know, in the fitness space. But once you get to know him, he's so much more than that. And what I also love about Dai is not only does he have a lot to teach and lead by example when it comes to getting fit, staying fit, you know, he and his whole family stay active, um, but just also for a way, and this is a lot of what we talk about in this episode, which is, you know, how to stop living your life on autopilot and start deciding how you want to live your life. How, what do you want to do with your life? How do you want to design your life? So many of us, he used the perfect phrase and I've, I've stolen it from him again and again since then. He's like, too many of us are running around on autopilot. And I love, 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 love that because I think it's so perfect. And I, I have definitely had conversations some of them are with women I'm coaching um, from a business perspective. Some of this has come up with women I'm, I'm coaching, uh, helping them with their fitness and weight loss. And these very similar conversations are coming up amidst this coronavirus quarantine, which is people are having these aha moments about their life. I can't tell you how many people who have lost their jobs who have had this realization of like, wow, I really hated my job. I really hated my boss. I really wasn't making what I wanted to. I, I really like the idea of, you know, having, I've started making home office for myself. I want to work from home. I don't want to go back to an office. I don't want to go back to driving, you know, 45 minutes there and back to work every day. People are having these aha moments and starting to decide what they want to do with their life versus like just getting up saying, well, this is the cards that I've been dealt. That's never the case for any of us. And so that's a lot of what Di and I are talking about on the show today. And again, make sure you tune into the next episode as well with Julie Riesler. She will be the next episode too. Um, and we talk about very similar topics. And And I hope that as you listen to this amidst um, the corona quarantine, coronavirus quarantine situation, and if you listen to this later, it's still going to be the same relevant message. Stop living your life on autopilot. Start looking within and and deciding, you know, you've got one life. How are you going to live it? What are you here for? Um, How can you live your life so that you are living it on purpose, living it with complete happiness and joy and fulfillment? And that's not like Pollyanna. That's not to say like everything's happy and rainbows and sunshine all the time. No, stress and, and ups and downs come for everybody. But there's a huge difference in your life when you are doing what you're called to do and when you're actually living your life because 
you want to serve others with whatever it is that you feel you're called to do. You know, for some of us, that's writing a book. For some of us, that's, you know, developing a coaching program. For some of us, it's, you know, um, it could be any number of things. Uh, You've got talents, you've got passions, you've got a reason that you were here. And there's people that can benefit from that. So I hope that listening to Dai and his tremendous wealth of experience and how much life he's packed in to his young life with his family, um, how they've led such a non-traditional, I say that in a a positive way, such a non-traditional life the past decade or so, full of adventure and experience. Imagine, you know, what his kids have been able to experience. Um, He's such a great leader as far as how he handles his relationship with his wife. Um, Just somebody that we all should be listening to, tuning into, um, and learning from. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Diamond. Well, we'll certainly have him back on the show, but sit back and enjoy. This is a little over 30 minutes, so it's just a one-part episode, but we will definitely have him back again. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Kelly O Show. I'm so excited to have Diamond Manuel back on the show today. He's truly... Um, I sound like such a stalker when I say this, but he's one of my favorite people on the planet. I mean, you just, you can't say anything bad about Di Manuel. He's always positive, always just so full of happiness and positivity and joy and like fever for life. And I love his relationship with his wife and his kids. And from a fitness perspective, the guy knows his shit. I mean, he's just... Di, you're you're just an awesome person, and I'm so glad to have you back on the show. Um, welcome. Are you ready to just chat My away? Coronavirus goodness. be damned. Sure, but uh, thank you, Kelly. It's a it's a pleasure to reconnect with you. It's been a a lot of life in, since our last conversation, so it's uh, it's always wonderful to catch up. But it's uh, it's also nice to just hear your voice, and uh, you're always a, a breath of fresh air. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to reconnect. I'm so glad to chat with you. And so the so in between, you know, obviously we interviewed you when the show first started. And mm. again, lots of life, lots of changes over here just on the show. You know sure. that. Cough, cough. Yeah. I won't talk about any of the bad, bad things. <laughs> um, people that aren't on the show anymore. But in between then, you have, and, and I don't want to get into too much detail there, but you, can you summarize for the audience, you know, you went from living in Vancouver to mm-hmm. you and your wife and kids going to Bali, which is extraordinary. And how long, what was the decision there? And then what, because a big part of what I want to do on the show is just encourage people to start thinking outside of the box and stop, stop limiting the way they live their mm-hmm. lives and think mm-hmm. about things from a different perspective. And you of all people can inspire people to do that. So tell me just briefly and tell the audience what was it that you guys did to say, hey, we're going to move from Vancouver to Bali and, and now you're back? Yeah. Well, we're back after five years of basically traveling. And wow. um, I'm now, mind you, half of that was spent. Uh, we're slow travelers. So we tend to go to places and we'll hang out there for a bit and then we'll go on to another place and another place. And, you know, the first couple of years, uh, I mean, a bit of background. I, I Gosh, it's now my 25th year in the health and wellness industries. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing like to, to think how fast that time's gone by. But it's just there are industries that I love, you know, anything that's mm-hmm. geared towards helping people live their best life possible, uh, I'm in, you know, I'm in. So uh, I was in the equipment uh, supply 
side of things. I, 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 yeah, I was a partner, a founding partner of a brick and mortar retail operation that had e-com span nationally across Canada as well as manufacturing overseas. And I loved it, did it for 17 years, but you know, things started to shift a bit for me. I always joke, I'm like, it was sort of a, a Jerry Maguire moment. You know, I, I wrote a personal manifesto about things that I'd like to see change, not only for our company, but the industry and, and also just life, you know, for myself. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, Kelly, because I know you've been through this process yourself, is when all of a sudden you realize the path that you've been on, that you were so sure that this is your path for life, and then you start to realize, you know what? my dreams, my ambitions, my passions, my, my sense of purpose is pulling me to a different path. And mm. it's scary because then it's like, wow, do I, do I pursue this and change everything or do I maintain what I'm doing? You know, cause often we get into a, a certain comfortable state where, you know, I, I was doing really well. I, I was top of my game, top of my industry. And really there was no reason to walk away from it, but I wasn't ultimately happy. And I didn't, I knew that 20 years down the road, if I was to look back and say, okay, am I happy with what I did? I, I'd be gutted thinking that, you know, I really wish I had tried this other thing, mm. you know? And um, my wife was dripping on me for a couple of years leading up to that about family, about travel, being full-time family, really just embracing experiences rather than things. And it took a little while for me to warm up to the idea because, again, I was like, I'm in this, this, I've been in this industry for like 15 years at this point, selling gear. I'm known for this. And like, why change? And, mm. but then I started to realize I did want to change too. And uh, so I left my career uh, after 17 years. Uh, I, I exited out of that and, and uh, put my efforts in, in a different direction. My wife quit her job a month later and we pulled the kids out of school a few months after that. Packed up our SUV, anything that didn't fit, we gave away oh. and we started our travels. You know, we started, we kept in North America predominantly initially and, uh, and then eventually, that. yeah, yeah. We were all over the States and Canada. Uh, my dad was ill. He was dealing with uh, pancreatic cancer. So we wanted to stay close to home in case we could uh, be there quickly. And, uh, and we ended up living uh, in Ontario, just outside of Toronto for the last six months of his life. So we had that that time. And and I'm very grateful that we had made that shift. You know, things happen for a reason, right? Like yeah. had I been in my old career, I would not have had the flexibility or freedom to have spent as much time with my dad during those final months as I did. Mm -hmm. And so I, I always think things happen for a reason. And mm -hmm. um, so after he passed, we were like, okay, well, where do we want to go? We can go overseas now. Um Christy had been to Bali over 20 years ago when she was, uh, you know, late teens, early 20s. Uh, she lived in Australia, travels with East Asia quite extensively, always spoke highly of Bali. I had a lot of friends in the digital space in Bali. I saw all the cool stuff they were doing. I was like, you know what? I'd really like to go try it. Went there for three months and, well, just got back after two and a half years. So you can imagine how, how that sort of happened. You know, it was, it was literally just we rented a place on Airbnb for three months. We were like, we'll just try it and see what it's like. And, yeah, we ended up staying. And, uh, oh, my God. So, yeah, you, you know, it's I, I often equate it to uh, some of the work that Joseph Campbell did. And uh, many people probably aren't aware of him, but they're aware of how his influences impacted people. There's a book by Donald Miller called Story Brand. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's all about marketing, but speaking about the, the, the hero's journey in marketing. But the original concept of the hero's journey came from Joseph Campbell's work. And actually, he was the one that influenced and, and helped George Lucas create the story uh, 
for Star Wars. And oh, uh, really? he, he leveraged that, that hero's journey. But this goes back to like as, as early as we could document stories, you know, in our history as human beings. We'll see these story arcs happen over and over again, but they're really just uh, synonymous with our life and how we live. But we, we feel called to adventure, called to a challenge, called to change. And then we embark on these epic journeys. But we, we encounter lots of challenges along the way. And, and when you're in it, like what we're experiencing right now with the Corona uh, COVID-19 uh, issue, you know, like we're in it right now. We're in the mix. It's like a, a tsunami and the waves, you know, we can see that the wave has been sucked out to the ocean. Mm-hmm. We can't see it, but we know it's going to get a little worse before it gets better. And, and so we're, we're in the state of unknown, which creates a lot of anxiety and angst and, and, and nervousness and fear. And, and it affects a lot of our decisions. And well, What's most interesting, Kelly, is once you go through these challenges, we often come up the other side and then we reflect back. And we're like, you know what? When I was in it, it felt like the worst thing possible. Yes. But then I got through it and all of a sudden it doesn't seem so bad anymore. It's like, wow, okay, I did that. And then we feel called to come back to our points of origin where we started the journey and now help others with that similar journey. And I, and I noticed that a lot of people, based on how they work and their passions and whatnot, it's that embracing that call to adventure. And, you know, Joseph Campbell calls it following your bliss. And it's following the path that allows you to maximize your sense of, of joy, purpose, and fulfillment. So so that's what I've been doing the last number of years as I've been embarking on my own epic journey. Lots of challenges, lots of learning, <laughs> but I, I don't regret it for a single moment. And uh, And so now I'm just trying to give back as much as I can to help others with their own journeys and finding their bliss. You need to have, so you know how Dr. Oz has his own show and Oprah had a show? <laughs> there really needs to be a diamond. And I would oh, be like well, a thanks, regular Kelly. guest on it, of course. <laughs> but you, I mean, I'm just listening to everything you said and, and I'm nodding my head because it really, it's so true. And there's so, I see so many people um, can, you know, in the context of coronavirus and, mm-hmm. and, and the uncertainty, and they've got kids at home all of a sudden, and everything is disrupted. And, right. and everything that was certain, like you said, all that certainty is gone. All the predictability of life is gone. All the, all the comfort zones people have been in is yeah. for everyone. We're all in this together. It's You're all, right. it's all gone. And also to what you said, you know, and, and so what I see is there's people like you and me who have, embrace this this journey of knowing that the sh- I always say you know the shit storms in life are what mm. make you better um, if you choose to you know find the lessons if you choose to be humble and go okay why has this happened to me why do these right. things you know these lessons keep presenting themselves to me if you choose to be transformed by the experience you will look back on it and go mm. wow I mean it was, I was actually just having this conversation with Steve the other night I said, you know, because I was having some frustrations with changes in in my business, and right. I mean, everybody's having them. I've had yep, three or everybody. four clients go. Everybody. We can't do that thing because our plant was just closed down. We got to yeah. wait three months. And what are you going to do? Get mad at them? It's like can't this is what's happened. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> you know, I think back to what the light life was like in the economy after September 11th. I think back yeah. to 2008 when the company I was working for um, declared bankruptcy. I remember being on Twitter and fi- you know finding out about it, and because of that. I got on social media, I got on YouTube, I got my blog. And because of all of that crap and, and being stuck at home in front of my computer, unemployed, I ended up connecting and, and working with brands. Because of that, I got my next job. Because of that, I founded a company called Fitfluential. Mm-hmm. Because of 
Bitfluential in the latter part of the years of that, I had the same awakening you did with your retail company where I suddenly did. And I think this is so key because I'd love to have you speak to this. So many people don't listen to that inner voice that you and I did. And it took me a long time because the Mm -hmm. truth is I'm comfortable saying to people now, like I founded Fitfluential in 2011 by 2014, 2015, I wanted out. And I I never gave myself permission to even entertain the thought because I, Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I can't, I, these, all these people depend on me. And, and, and so I was, doing my job half-assed and I, I didn't like it and I was unfulfilled and I had no joy and I never took vacation. And it took me, it, it took a lot of like market changing and me having to fire a bunch of people to get me to do what, what you did, which is go, it's time for me to walk away. Yeah. And when I did, that was the best feeling ever. I still remember the day I shut down <laughs> fitfluential.com and I'm like, mm. sweet Jesus, why didn't I do that three, three years ago? <laughs> so when you had, because I still remember, Di, when I when I was recruiting you to be one of our first male mm-hmm. ambassadors, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this guy has a blog and he <laughs> has a business. And I mean, I thought you were like, the, it was like I was connecting with The Rock. Like yeah. you were such a huge celebrity in my mind and you still are. Um, oh, but why do you think <laughs> so many people don't do what you and I did inevitably, which is to go look at their life and take a step back and go, I this isn't, this isn't good. I don't like this. They don't even get to that point where they consider it. This is what's missing from so many people in their lives. I think what, what's happening with coronavirus is forcing a lot of people to do that. I've had yeah. conversations with four people in the last day who are like, you know what? I lost my job and I just realized I hated my job. Yeah. And this is an opportunity. Why do you think so many people avoid like that looking in the mirror of their life? Well, I, I think it's, I mean, we're all riddled with self-limiting beliefs based on past experiences, past uh, decisions, past actions taken against us or by us. And, you know, it it forms these underlying subconscious patterns. You know, like you got to think about it. Like we are bombarded with messaging every single day, either in media or from family, from, from spouses, from our kids. Like just the amount of information that's coming at us we, we have to learn to disseminate it to, to filter through it very quickly and so we we really boil it down to i like this or i don't it's either love or hate if i really get down to the basics right it's either this pulls me towards it or it pushes me away or i want to run away and and when we start to really embrace that and become mindful of some of these patterns that we have i think we start to realize we're reacting rather than being active, you know, like yes. proactive in our journey, in our life and living our life, we, we get on autopilot mode. And I think what's happened right now is everyone's autopilots shut off, you know, oh, like yeah. they, they're like, whoa, okay, now I, oh, okay, everything's just changed. And there's a lot of fear around change, right? There's fear around the unknown. And, and so if we go at it from a fear perspective, uh, it's very, very emotional how we respond and react versus taking a moment, just pausing taking a breath and and actually just even before you start thinking about options is think about what you do have within your control right now think about the things that you can be grateful for right now and then from that place start to explore options you know because there's there's nothing but options in front of us and I know it's limited and I know it's very big changes that people are enduring right now but as Buddha said this too shall pass. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's going to happen. It's the one thing that we know is a guarantee in the universe. There's one thing, an absolute. 
besides death and taxes, is that nothing stays the same. And when you embrace that truth, it's like, okay, well, I knew change was going to happen. It's happening all the time around us. But some of us are very change averse. And so the more we push change away, the actually harder and more stressful it can become. We just have to embrace the change and then try to roll with it, you know, and, and be proactive in the direction we want to influence it into. Um, but so I think that's what's happening for a lot of people right now. And there's a lot of fear. I, I get this, Kelly. Like my business has changed a lot in the last couple of weeks. You know, I've had certain clients that I work on the B2B consulting side. And they've put some projects on hold right now. I have a couple of clients based on cash flow because they've seen their own businesses cash flow decrease that they've they've cut my retainer. And you know what? I can't begrudge that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't fight exactly. it. I can't change it. It's like I get it. I I can empathize with that. So roll with the punches, you know, and and just try to reinvent. What else can I do right now? What can I do with the situation I find myself? And it's an exploration, right? And do I have the answers? No. Am I afraid? For sure. I've got some fear, but I try to be a little bit more rational with how I'm, I'm approaching my fear. And, and I think that's where people can lock into communities and into like-minded people, surround themselves with other individuals that are not necessarily giving into fear first. They're actually looking for ways to, to, to gather together, lock arms, and work through this. Call it a crisis. Call it a pandemic, an epidemic, whatever you want. It, it's, you know, it, it's happening. <laughs> we we can't change that. But what can we do to either work together to get through this or or to help alleviate it or even end it? And and yeah, there's more questions than answers right now. So it is what it is. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. But what do we have within our control right now? You know, there's lots to be grateful for and and, and come at it from that place. Mm. Makes me think of this funny t-shirt I saw someone wearing that said, <laughs> embrace the suck. Yeah, and sure. When I, I I wrote so many notes about so much of what you just said because it was mm. so so true across the board, and that's when when people are scared of change, and so, yes. and that's like a universal, right? But I think that to what you said before, there are those of us who have learned to roll with the punches, and we've we've embraced you know that path. Like, hey, I'm going for it. I'm I'm investing in personal development, and so when shit hits the fan, I'm going to look for the lesson in where everybody else is like, oh. I can't take it. And I think about the average person who keeps avoiding what's uncomfortable. It, it, what you avoid becomes bigger and stronger. I mean, I've, I've realized that I'll put it in a weight loss context. You know, it's like the more you deny yourself Oreo cookies, the more attractive those Oreo cookies come and they become an obsession. Of course, this, I'm speaking from my own personal experience. Sure. <laughs> but I remember the one time when I finally went through this phase where I let myself eat whatever I want. There were no restrictions. And, and the only rule that I had for myself was like, I'm going to pay attention when I eat and see if I really like this stuff that I've been obsessing about and dreaming about and drooling about for all this time. And a lot of mm. stuff like Pop-Tarts, I remember I was obsessed with Pop-Tarts. When I finally let myself have Pop-Tarts, I'm like, these are kind of dry and I don't know why I'm making them such a big deal. So what, what you avoid, or in that case, in the weight loss example, what you obsess about and deny yourself it becomes a bigger hold over you. And so if people would just embrace the suck, like go, okay, this is, this is unexpected. This is a time of, you know, it, time of chaos, but mm-hmm. I'm going to embrace it and calm down, stop fearing it and kind of lean into it. Because mm-hmm. what other, like you said, what other choice do you have? The other choice that you have, fill yourself with doubt, fear, anxiety, worry. None of that changes 
the suck that's outside, right? Like we're in this. And so I love what you said. And further, I really love the expression autopilot. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that so many of us live our life on autopilot. And in fact, I did a solo podcast and tell me if you agree. I said, because you you were talking about, you know, look at the change that happens in your life with Mm -hmm. enthusiasm and curiosity. Like mm-hmm. in, and, and explore, what are your options? What could you do? What could, what are the actions you can take? And I thought of, I did this podcast. I said, everything that will help you as an adult, you learned when you re- learned how to ride a bike, because mm-hmm. when we were kids, we didn't know how to learn. We didn't know how to ride a bike. Remember how, like, it seems so impossible, but we were like, I'll be damned. I'm going to re- learn how to ride that bike. And I don't care if I fall. I don't care if I scrape my knees. I'm going to, I'm going to ride a bike. And we just were like, mom, dad, show me how to ride the bike. And we got scraped up and we, it was torturous and it was embarrassing and we fell, but we kept doing it. And yet as adults, we don't have that like, wow, I'm unemployed. I wonder what could be, what could, what could I figure out how to do? We, we don't approach life with curiosity. And I think Mm -hmm. that is like one of the best pieces of advice I've, I've ever given. And I love that you said, approach it with curiosity, with interest, with open arms, lean into it versus staying and being afraid of it. Because just listening to you in your life, you know, talking about what you've done the past several years, what, a, how much life you've packed in <laughs> to the past. And, and that would be a good comparison. How do you can, I mean, just overall, when you look at your life, when you were running the retail establishment, you guys were staying in Vancouver Versus what you've been able to do, travel, living in Bali, traveling all over the country, spending time with your dad before he passed. Would you ever go back to the way it was? Uh, No, I I have no desire or inkling to do that. I mean, there's obviously days where I think, gosh, you know, and I think it's more so entrepreneurs, uh, they tend to feel this way at times is... Because it can be a lonely journey at times, right? I feel like we're a bit on an island. And, and sometimes it's like, maybe I would like to have that guaranteed paycheck again. Maybe I would like to have some some normalcy where I just have the routine I can lock onto and just expect. And But then I, I think about what's just happened now. And I'm like, well, everyone's routine's just been turned upside down. And right. so it's, it, it just reminds me of how unpredictable uh, life can be at times. Like there's certain mm-hmm. things that we just we can't plan for. And, uh, and that's, I mean, I I think it's both challenging, but it's also what makes life special is the fact that it's not preset. It isn't autopilot, you know, like life does happen whether you like it or not. (laughs) And, and, and so learning to to sort of embrace it. and, And like I said, just really get more into the right now, you know, this mindful, uh, awareness of of where we're at given the moment we find ourselves i think it's pretty powerful because we, we can spend a lot of time and get quite consumed by thinking about things as they used to be mm. but we can't do anything about it it's already happened it's done it's it's simply okay it's 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 revisiting past things and and even then i i, I know most of the time when we think back on things it's often seen in a different shade of how it actually happened. That's just mm. the way memory works. Yeah. And, and, but then we also spend a lot of time worrying about things that 99.9% of the time probably will never even happen. So and, true. 
And so it's like a tennis match in our head, right? And emotionally, we're, we're constantly balling the ball back and forth over this net rather than just saying, okay, let's just stop the game for a sec. Let's just focus on what's happening right now and, and uh, figure it out, you know? And I think it's, it's beautiful because I mean, our family's used to living in small quarters because for a better part of those first few years, we were traveling a lot in an SUV together and a lot of driving, a lot of close quarters. We would stay at... Airbnbs, motels, hotels, uh, friends' places, on couches, you know, like, um, so we've gotten really good at, at just being together and yeah. in tight spaces. So when this happened and, and as it, we're experiencing now, we live in a small condo in Vancouver now and we're okay. We're, we're, we're making a go at it and we're making the best of the situation that we find ourselves. And, uh, and that's all I can encourage others to do the same. You know, it, it will, this will pass. Life will be very different once we pass. It's going to take a while to get back to to some semblance of normal. But I never expect the, this new normal to be anything like the old normal. It's, it's the world's going to change because of this, and uh, I agree. It, it changed after nine eleven, right? Like it also changed after two thousand eight, uh, two thousand seven, after the financial crisis. So mm-hmm. we see these things happen typically every ten years, and yeah, it shifts everything, everything. Um, mm-hmm. But we're okay. We get through it. Yeah, and I see. I I definitely see. Um, quite a lot of good coming out of it. I mean, yeah. it it's it's really incredible and I I will say this there's several other things that I took notes on when and and it's like okay, I I've got three other episodes that we're going to record cuz you talked <laughs> a lot about, you know, and you were talking about autopilot. Yeah. Um I was thinking about um cuz I'm going to record a show about just just that which is mindfulness. People mm-hmm. don't even aware about when we're talking, for everybody listening, when we're talking about mindfulness, it's really just the ability to almost step outside of yourself and go, why do mm-hmm. I act that way? You know, yeah. and, and it could be in the context of anything, business, your relationship with your significant other, um, fitness. You know, If you binge a lot, being able to sit back and go, okay, what is it that makes me want to pick out and hide mm-hmm. that food? And you have to be real with yourself. But so many people, it's the mindfulness that's missing. They are mm. so doing things like Di said on autopilot. I vote this way because my family votes this way and we've always voted this way. And that's what I do. And you do, sometimes you can have a conversation with someone and go, is that what you really believe? Mm. And they go, uh, and I was that way. Like I didn't even realize. I just thought, well, I'm a Christian. My family's always Republican. And so I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Republican. I, that's what Christians do. We're Republican. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's silly. How about just vote on knowledge? And, and I've changed, I've learned so much, but yeah, having the mindfulness to go. And it's not like you have to change the way you've been brought up. Sometimes you might go, no, indeed, I am Republican or conservative or I'm liberal or whatever, whatever it is that you decide to do, but at least own it and, and make those decisions yourself. So mm-hmm. I have ideas for other shows to have you back. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to see if I can talk to somebody at Oprah to see if we can get you a show. But yeah. I think we're hitting our, our time window and I want to respect your time. And I think considering this is our first interview around, again, Corona quarantine, we're all mm-hmm. locked up. For you, this is, you've throughout all of these years with your family, and everybody, you're going to want to follow Di. I mean, just from a motivational perspective, everything he puts out will encourage you, inspire you, wake up some part of you. But also just seeing his relationship with his wife, his relationship with his kids um, is is a beautiful thing. It just, you always inspire me. So my question Thanks to so. you is for all the people out there that are like, oh God, my kids are home. Oh my God, you know, my husband's at home. What 
what advice do you have? What's been like the, some of the best tips that have worked in your life when you've been in close quarters, traveling, not being able to, you know, I don't want to say it that way, but what, what tips do you have for people out there who are suddenly like, oh my God, our family's together all the time. How do we get Mm -hmm. some, some semblance to, of sanity to our day, some structure, like what you, you've developed such patience with your kids and your, your significant other, and you still date your wife. You always talk Mm -hmm. about that. What tips do you have for people out there in this suddenly uprooted, we're all home together, Corona life? Well, I guess first and foremost, it's realizing that, yeah, you get the opportunity to be with your family a lot right now. You, you get this, like, this is, this is special. Uh, this isn't a negative, you know, it's really taking it from a positive perspective. Like it, a lot of my clients that I life coach, nutrition, fitness, you know, it's really lifestyle. I, I help people optimize life, get more out of life. And a lot of the times they find that relationships are strained with family and cl- close friends. And, and, and it's strained because of, they feel constantly pulled to career, career, career. Cause that's that they're sure. defined. They've defined their, their identity on a title. And, and I respect that. I understand that. I empathize with that because I was doing very much the same. Okay. Very, very much the same. And uh, you know, ego is, is powerful. It, it really affects us a lot. And uh, you know, looking at this as an opportunity to reconnect with the people that we always say they matter most to us. Mm-hmm. It's just often our actions don't show it. True. And so it's framing yourself up that, wow, this is a pretty special opportunity. You get to spend all this amazing extra time with your family, be around them a lot more. I, now, I do also appreciate that we need our own personal space too. And, and so it's creating, uh, I find with young kids especially, routine is powerful. So right now the routine is, is upended and, and there's no sense to it. And the kids are feeling a bit scattered. So recreating a new routine and something that they can uh, follow and, and adhere to, but also help plan and be accountable to, it gives some semblance of order. And that's important for little kids, but also it's important to have something that you're building into. And so even for us, it's like, okay, we're going to have pizza night tonight. We'll eat pizza together. Okay. We'll have a movie night tonight. We'll have game night tonight. You know, like even just, making a point of, of doing something together in the evening. It gives everybody something to look forward to throughout the day, but also being open and letting everybody know, okay, I need some solo time right now. I'm going to go and unplug for an hour, you know, by myself. I'm just going to go in my bedroom and watch Netflix for an hour. Just, just, I just need some solo time to just chill. Yeah. And that's great. But respect those boundaries, respect those requests, don't fight them and just find the groove. So the more people in the family, the more people that you have to find these agreements with. You know, and uh, once you have the agreements, then it's you've got some order and, and you can build from there. And uh, I, I think it's first and foremost, though, if you take anything away from what I said, it's just celebrate this moment. You know, how many times in our lifetime have we had the opportunity to be home for this duration of time with our family and our closest family members? Like, I, I've never had this opportunity other than, you know, by proactively making an opportunity by traveling with my family. Up to that point, it was... I mean, I was working 50 to 60 hours a week. You know, I wasn't always working from home. So my kids are busy. They were in school. My my wife was handling our life (laughs) while I was handling our business. And, uh, you know, so I I wasn't always present in there. So I I look at this as, wow, what a cool opportunity for a lot of parents. So true. 
And so start from that perspective. Don't think, oh my gosh, I have to be home with my kids. It's not a matter of having to be. You get to be. Awesome. (laughs) You know, start from that place and then see where it goes. It really is true. Perspective is everything. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the simplest things that you just said in there is is key because I I do think a lot of people that are now stuck, again, Mm -hmm. I'm using that to be funny, stuck Mm -hmm. at home, if you will. Sure. You do need to identify, we all could use private time, right? So just the ability to say like, hey, I'm going to go take some time to read. I need some alone time. Just say that because I I think too many people would worry like, oh, that's selfish. And no, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's you're helping preserve your sanity so that you can show up for other people. And and being able to just say like, I need some quiet time. I need some downtime. I'm going to go for a walk or whatever. It's it's not being selfish. It's being smart. So yeah. I, that that's a great simple tip in there as well. Um, Di, I know that we've hit your time window, so I want to respect cool. that. Um, tell people. I will of course include this in the show notes. Um, but where can they find you and stalk you online? Yeah. Well. I'd like to think they'll do more than stock, but actually reach out and start a conversation. I feel like we've started a conversation today, but it doesn't have to end here unless people want it to end here. But, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty easy to find because my name's quite unique, Diamond Wealth. <laughs> and uh, you'll see in the spelling on the show notes or, or the title of this this episode. And if you just type my name into Google, you'll find me. I'm on all the social platforms. I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, obviously, my blog's got about 1,500 articles on it now. So lots of great information. I got a few free programs that people can plug into in communities. So there's really no excuses. And just just do something for yourself. Like, do be selfish, okay? I, I, I encourage people, be selfish when it comes to your self-care because no one else can prioritize it like you can yourself. And if you don't make the time or take the time for your own health and well-being, especially mental, emotional, psychological, and physical, nobody else will for you. So, so do make yourself a priority, especially during this time, because the stress, the anxiety, the fear, it compounds in a negative way if you're not doing something proactive to, to really address that. Uh, and, and the worse it gets, <laughs> the more stressed we get. Uh, yeah. We all know we, we don't like the person we become. We say that. And we lash out against the people that are closest to us. I, I, man, I was, I most recently, I had a little blow up on my family, you know, and it was because I just wasn't in the right spot. I let my emotions get the better of me and it was nothing that they had done, but they were my outlet. And I felt horrible afterwards. And I'm like, why did I do that? Man, I'm such a goof, you know? And, and I think we all have those moments, but the, the point is, is we're probably still going to have them, but if we can be proactive enough to, to really be aware of what we're doing and how we're managing things, we'll find that the frequency of it happening decreases and decreases and decreases. It becomes less and less and less. And uh, I think that's a good thing to aspire for. I still remember um, there were times when, I think it was when you were traveling in, in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, just following you. And there was, I give you such credit for being so authentic and you did, you shared something and you were like, you know what? I was not cool today. And I blew mm-hmm. up at my wife. And I, I mean, just the fact that you recognize it, that you're sharing the lesson. I, I really love that. Um, so I, I do want to close up and wrap your time. <laughs> one last question. Do you, how many yeah. books do you have that you published? Well, Two well, books or one? 
officially published, like through a, a publisher and you know bookstore kind of stuff. Uh, I've got one book. I'm working on a second right now, but uh, I've got lots of of other digital uh, eBooks and products and services and courses and all that kind of good stuff. So there's, but most I, I give away so much stuff. So I always just tell people start your journey with me uh, on my blog. Type in a keyword in the search bar, you'll be inundated with information to to at least help you start to navigate your options. And we have so many of them, but it's really ensuring that you're you're finding a trustful source that has your best interests in mind and in heart and uh just just gosh we got one life no point in wasting time and not making it as good as it possibly can be and and as jim collins would say you know to go from good to great well it's it's important but it takes action and it takes us Mm -hmm. making a commitment to ourselves so don't settle for good because great is right there but you have to go for it Mm, I love it. And you guys are going to be, you, you, once you start following him, I know he'll be one of your favorite people and definitely get his book, get all of his products, but yeah, start at Diamond. Well, I will link up to that in the show notes. Di, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Um, I will definitely reconnect with you so that we can come back and and talk in further on some of these topics, but say say hello to your gorgeous wife and give your kids a hug for me, even though they don't know me, just say weird aunt Kelly down in the United (laughs) States. Hello. (laughs) And for everybody tuning in, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time on the Kelly O show. Thanks Kelly. Thank you. Hey everybody. This marks the end of our interview with Di Manuel. I hope you enjoyed it. This was a shorty because we only had uh, about half an hour um, to record this one, but we will definitely have him back. Isn't he an amazing individual, just somebody who is taking every single thing he can, squeezing every drop of life out of every single day. I love him. Um, We will definitely have him back on the show. Everything we talked about in the show, I will link up in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. So head on over there. Of course, we encourage you to follow Di, connect with him directly on social media and check out the services that he has to offer. If you're enjoying this show and other shows, uh, I hope you are. I hope you're subscribed. If you haven't done so yet, please take a moment and leave us a five star review on iTunes or the podcast platform of choice that helps our show get seen and heard by more people who can benefit from this information. If you have any questions for me and you'd like to uh, ask about topics that we cover on the show, if you'd like to nominate yourself or somebody that you know as a guest, if you'd like to inquire about advertising opportunities for the rest of 2020 or 2021, simply fill out the contact me form at kellyalexa.com. That'll get to me and my team. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time on the Kelly O Show.